Ethos New York Knicks podcast, Andre Gallagher. So, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm going to be honest. I 100% recorded a show after, right after the next preseason game, and my computer decided to F me and, and delete it. So, I'm going to have to make another run at this and make this a uh, little bit more of a, of a general discussion about, you know, the season, not the season preview that's coming in a couple of days, but considering a lot of the fallout that came from that preseason game, you guys got really got to pull it together. It is a preseason game. You must realize that. You must, must recognize that. It's a preseason game. No matter how bad they look, no matter what happened, it's a preseason game. And if you've been following the league, and I keep telling you that most of you guys don't, you follow the Knicks, and you do a poor job at that, but you don't follow the league, if you have been, then you would realize that the Wizards – not quite as bad as people think they are. But Jordan Poole is probably going to be competing for leading the league in scoring this year. So, to be surprised he scored 41 points in the fashion that he did it, which was mostly outside shots, it shouldn't be a big surprise to you. The Knicks weren't coming into this preseason game trying to score, trying, trying to, uh, you know, scheme to beat Jordan Poole in the preseason game. And Mike Muscala, I'm going to get to that in a second. But just the general outside shooting of the Wizards and and how easy it was for them to make plays. I can see why someone can watch that game and be concerned because you saw elements of that last year. But the idea that the Knicks defense was poor last year is completely overstated. They were poor in spots. They were much better once Grimes got inserted into the lineup. They were much better when Hart got inserted into the lineup. So stop the nonsense. And you don't get to the second round of playoffs playing poor defense. And if you watch that Miami series, no one played Miami defensively as as good as the Knicks did. It's just that the Knicks are being held to a different standard defensively. When you see so many open shots, you're like, oh, they're playing terrible defense. And I'm not saying they play good defense against the Wizards. I'm speaking more in general because this became a, a much more general argument. You, you think they're playing terrible defense, but then you look at the scores at the end of the game, especially look at that Miami series, because, you you know, we could put the regular season aside for a second and look at what they did in actual playoffs. The Miami and Cavs series, they really shut those teams down. And their problem was scoring the ball. It wasn't their defense, it was scoring the ball. There were things you might not have liked, the mistakes schematically, double-teaming Butler too much, all that stuff that people debate. That's fine, and that's all fine and good. Uh, R.J. Barrett being lazy defensively in the regular season, not as much in the playoffs. You know, Julius Randle's mistakes and, and laziness defensively, and all that kind of stuff you can get into fine. But at the end of the day, Miami was struggling to score around 100 points. And in this day and age, that is a feat. So if the Knicks were able to score on their own, they would be a much they would be a championship team, quite frankly. Because in, until Boston started coming back in that series, the Knicks had played Miami better than anyone. They didn't have a chance against uh against Denver. Not really, not in my book. But uh Boston comes back in that series and they kind of changed the narrative that the Knicks played them better than anyone. But you know, they had them up three 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 oh. And they were putting points on the board. And Boston is a championship team, everyone keeps telling you. But the, but the Knicks played them better, and they played them better defensively. So the narrative that the Knicks are not a good defensive team, that needs to stop. And, and you're trying to use a preseason game to enforce that. Please pull yourself together. Now, do they have holes defensively? Yes, and we'll get into that. And that brings us to a little bit, you know, in the future, probably next show. But that brings us, because I'm not going to focus too much on the preseason game, but that does bring us to Mike Muscala. There's one thing that the Knicks 
are are going to do is they're going to be they're going to succumb to the the shooter, especially at the five position, who is not hesitant to put the shot up. That guy, that guy is going to kill the Knicks every game because it takes Mitchell about five possessions before he even starts looking at the guy. And then once he goes out there, it's open season for everybody. And that's not just about the Knicks. That's every team in the league. And that's what you guys got to get to. When someone is shooting, when a team is shooting from the five position and in four position, every position on the floor, let's just say it that way, there's no help defense at the rim. The The amount of rotations that have to happen, almost every team in the league is going to fall off. And this is a preseason game. So the amount of hustle the Knicks have to have to rotate defensively when there's a shooting five and four. So basically there's no one at the front of the rim to defend the front of the rim. Meaning it's not, I mean, if Jalen Brunson's at the front of the rim, it doesn't matter. So they have to have someone who can defend the front of the rim who's at the front of the rim. Otherwise, people are going to score at will, right? So as long as there's no one at the front of the rim, it's going to be hard to guard people. That's just the way it is. And that's what Miami did. And you still saw the Knicks hold Miami to around 100 points when they were competitive. They got blown out one game, so you can't just look at the average for the series. You got to look at all game to game. They were struggling to put points on the board because you can't live on three-point shots, especially when you start getting tired. So there are going to be games where guys get hot from the outside, like Mike Muscala, especially at the center position if you have a guy who's shooting lights out. Uh, a guy like Torian Prince, who lit the Knicks up in that Minnesota game last year when uh, Julius Randle scored 50-something points. And Torian Prince light, lit us up, lit them up. Eight, I think it was 8 for 8 or 7 for 7 or something like that from 3. That's going to happen. Somebody's going to get hot. You got to apply pressure. You got to speed people up. There are definitely some things the Knicks can do better. They got, they got to stop cutting off drives. And committing to that as as uh, forcefully as they do, they need to hedge better. They need to feign help and cut off better because good point guards they don't hesitate before they make that pass. They just make it. So as soon as you step step away from your man, a guy like Jones, Matthias Jones, is going to he's going to make that pass every time. As soon as you step, because he's smart, he knows what you're going to do. And the more, t- more the Knicks play these teams that know their defensive schemes and know they're going to get outside shots, they're going to shoot without hesitation. They're going, they're not going to, their timing's not going to be off. Their timing's going to be perfect because you're not mixing them up. So teams like that, the Knicks got to mix them up. You got to hedge better. You got to get back quicker because they're going to shoot without hesitation. And that's when the guys get hot and that's when guys get in the rhythm. When you chase them off of the shot consistently, that's when you they don't know if they got the shot or they they got the drive. So that's what makes them a little off on that shot. But once you once you giving them once you telling the guys going into the game you're going to be open, and when you catch that ball, you shoot it and don't hesitate. Them most of these guys are going to knock that down. The only way you change that up is by changing, speeding them up, or making them change their mind. And that's what started to happen in that Miami series, and guys started to be off a little bit. So Nick's going to do that every single night, and the amount of effort and hard work it takes to do that, you're probably, you're probably just not going to see that in the preseason. Bottom line. Now, the one thing I did see in this game, I didn't necessarily like the few things I didn't see, that, uh, or I did see that I didn't like, is you, you, you already saw that Brunson is trying to be more of a playmaker this year. You're already seeing that. 
And the issue there is you don't want to take Brunson out of the rhythm that he had last year. Like you've seen a lot of talk about how Brunson's going to be, he's going to take the next step and he's going to, he's going to be a whole nother level this year. He's going to be an all-star, all of these things. And I love Brunson. I absolutely love him, but I don't see it because I think, I think in order for the Knicks to be good, guys like RJ need more opportunities. Guys like Grimes need more opportunities. I'll get back to RJ because some of you are laughing right now. Grimes especially, quickly. All these guys need more opportunities, which means there's only but so many shots to go around unless the Knicks pick up their pace. And they've always they've already talked about picking up the pace. You saw talk about pushing the ball after rebounds. You saw a little evidence of that in the preseason. But you see that every preseason, every year for the Knicks. You always talk you always hear someone talking about they want to push the pace and then they stop doing it. For various reasons. So they don't do it properly. And the reason why they don't do it properly is not enough guys take the ball off the rebound, take the ball off the off the backboard and and turn around and go up court. They they a lot of times they wait for the point guard and and try to find him. And you can't push the ball that way. You gotta turn and go. And if you're gonna find a ball handler, you gotta find him on a run. And you haven't seen that uh, in thirty years with the Knicks. You haven't seen it. Uh, you saw a little bit of it in a couple of the preseason games where guys would just turn and go. You don't want Mitchell doing it, but you, everyone else who gets a rebound, they can turn and go. Uh, you saw a little bit of it in the preseason. That was a little promising. But when you're doing that, when you come to the half court and you give Brunson the ball, if Brunson can't play with the rhythm that Brunson uh, was playing with last year, which might be a little ball hogging, then Brunson's not going to be quite as effective. And if Brunson's not effective, the Knicks are not going to be as good. So if, if Brunson is the rhythm player, I'm starting to think that he is where he needs the ball in his hands more to, to be as efficient as he was last year. And then he comes into this year trying to be more of a playmaker and, and find his opportunities differently. If, if, if that's going to take a hit in his efficiency, the Knicks are going to be losing. Brunson needs to be hot. He needs to be as hot as he was last year. He needs to be in a rhythm just like he was last year. Now, I would criticize and say if by chance he needs the ball in his hands all the time to find that rhythm, that's a criticism to him. But for the sake of the Knicks season, if that's what needs to be done so Brunson can be as efficient as he was last year, then by gosh, you got to do it. I don't know if by gosh is actually a thing. It's by golly, which I've never said in my life. Um, By God is actually not the saying either. So that's just good. Well, we'll go with by gosh. We'll be our own person. We'll be our own person today. But, yeah, that's my concern there. Because him looking to pass in opportunities where he typically shoots, that's not – we don't need – Knicks don't need that. They don't need that. If you got the shot, if that's your shot, you take it. If it's not your shot, then pass it. Pass it in other opportunities. Pass it when – you you know take one dribble attack a closeout and maybe pass it then don't don't get five six feet from the front of the rim and then all of a sudden make yourself hesitant and and not looking to score and then all of a sudden you don't get the same quality shots that he got last year we we the Knicks don't need that so I didn't like that that scares me I did like the way RJ played most of the preseason not so much the first half of the Wizards game I think he's I think RJ's gonna have a big year. But that Wizards game did not help. He was off, and you saw that plenty of times last year. Uh, but in the playoffs, he played better. He played better over the summer. We know FIBA is usually not is a, is usually a pretend thing uh, in terms of guys' performances, but I don't think so with RJ. RJ pretty much played the same game 
uh, in FIBA that he does against uh, in the NBA. And you could say maybe, you know, the interior defense might be a little bit better in the NBA. I think that's a fair thing to say. But I just thought I saw a lot of things from RJ and FIBA that I liked. Most of all, he changed his jump shot. His jump shot just looks cleaner. It just looks cleaner. His free throws look cleaner as well. You saw evidence of that in the preseason. If RJ makes his free throws, you're adding points to the Knicks every night, even if he's not better at anything else. That alone makes the Knicks better. He's going to get the same free throw attempts probably, or if not more. And if he's knocking those attempts down, that's added points to the Knicks without anything else having to get better. Just making most of the opportunities we're already getting. So I think RJ is going to be play, playing better. And I, one thing I like seeing is I saw RJ get the ball a lot in the half court, initiating offense, screen and roll. I saw him get the ball in transition a good bit, even with the starters on the floor. I think that's all good. What I don't like is I don't like Grimes having a big game against Boston the night before and then barely getting a shot. And then when he did get the shot, they were all outside shots. I think Grimes needs to touch the ball, needs to handle the ball, needs to handle the ball on screens. You see DiVincenzo getting the, the opportunities off screens. You need Grimes to get those opportunities too. I want to see Dante do it too. Dante didn't play great, turns the ball over a good bit in general in his game, with his game in general, missed some bunnies at the rim. I like seeing him on the floor, didn't really have his uh, best foot forward in that Wizards game. But uh, seeing Grimes get the opportunities opportunities that DiVincenzo is getting, that's I need, I need to see that. I need to see that. And Grimes needs to see that too because Grimes, and I talked about this last year, he's a rhythm player. He's there. He's a rhythm player. You understand? And if he just stands outside, you know, he was, he's been he's one of the most effective shooters in the league. Not the most, but one of top echelon in the league. Shooting catch and shoot, uh, especially in the corner. So, yes, but if he can do more than that. And he's not going to do it if he doesn't touch the ball more. And he's going to be less efficient shooting the ball if he doesn't touch the ball more. So, you got to get him opportunities. And I understand there's a lot of mouths to feed the Knicks as a roster in general have a lot of parity on their roster. They have a lot they have a lot of depth, but they have depth that is their their offensive potential is moderate. Except for Grimes, except for Quickly, and obviously Randall RJ, whatever. We'll talk about the rest of the guys. Grimes can do more than what he's doing. Everyone else can be efficient with opportunities that come off of everyone else. They can read the floor, and they can be efficient in the opportunities that come off reading the floor. And there's a bunch of guys in the roster, even guys who are not going to play, who are good at that. But Grimes, and they and they have to get those opportunities. That's going to come from ball movement, and they have to read the floor. That's why Dante's going to be good. That's why, Hart's gonna, that's why Hart was good, because they're good at reading the floor. They understand the game. Guys like Grimes, Grimes is the type of guy, he's one of those players, and you see a lot of them in this day and age, they need the ball in their hands. And he needs the ball in his hands, and he's good with the ball in his hands. If you don't put the ball in his hands, you're not going to get the most out of him. And you need him to, you need him because his offensive potential is probably second only to Randall and Brunson. I would say is greater than RJ's. And RJ's not the most efficient player. I'm not going to sit here and make RJ out to be a superhero. I'm just out of respect for all the RJ fans out there. If he had RJ's shots, he would have RJ's points per game. RJ's not efficient. But Grimes can be. 
You're talking about a guy who can score on all three levels. There's only two other guys on the roster who can do that. And, and quickly, quickly is not super good at it. Sorry. Not as good as Grimes can be. You can pretty much line up what quickly is going to do. And I think I'm hoping to see better this year. I think he has a potential to do a lot more, but he, you can quickly, you can pretty much line up what quickly is going to do. He's going to catch and shoot. He's going to burn you off the high screen and roll. If you go underneath, he's going to drive right and hit you with a floater or a pull up. Get you up in the air, get the contact, and throw it up. That's pretty much what he's going to do. Whereas Grimes can break you down one v one and hit you with a mid range jump shot. He's going to finish at the rim strong. He can attack closeouts with a super quick first steps and get to the front rim strong. He can pull up for three in your face. Has a little bit more size, a little bit more strength. He just needs the opportunities. He just needs some looks. And unfortunately, he's still in a place where well. I, we only have the preseason to go by and previous years. He's still in a place where he needs rhythm. And most players need rhythm. And you got him standing out there just waiting for shots. And, and I just think that that is not the way with Grimes. But because the Knicks have so many players that can put some, put some points on the board, they need to move the ball quickly, find everyone, and give everyone the freedom to make a play, which is... Some of that is the case. People think that Tibbs, uh, his offense is so rudimentary that these people don't have freedom offensively, but they do. He puts them in sets, but in those sets, when the ball gets moved around, everyone has the freedom to make a play. That's why you see Josh Hart make plays that you see. That's why you've seen Dante make the plays that you've seen. These are role players. These guys are not getting plays called for them. That's why Fournier was better this year, or I should say in the preseason. Because you're seeing him make reads off of the motion, off of the ball movement. And that's what Grimes Grimes needs to do more and quickly kind of does when he's in the scoring mode. Uh, I I saw, I think I saw, I think it might have been Alan Hahn or Jonathan Macri say that they wanted IQ to be more of a playmaker. I forget which one said it. Uh, I disagree. I think it was Macri. I disagree. I I don't necessarily want to see IQ be more of a playmaker because I don't think he's good at it. He doesn't blow past his man. He doesn't bring in. He doesn't bring second defenders very often. When this is when there's someone open, he will find them, and he's usually in transition. But in the half court, he doesn't. And this is true for all of the Knicks. When he comes off screen and roll, guys are usually not open. You know, so he kind of has to find his own shot. And the last thing I want to see is is quickly come off the screen, not see his shot, and then come out of the screen and dribble all the way back to the three point line and start again. McBride does that too. I hate it. If it doesn't happen on the first play, kick the ball. And those are the opportunities that Grimes needs to get. Those are the opportunities that RJ needs to get. If you didn't get anything off that first screen and roll, move the ball to someone else who can use the screen and roll. Stop just doing that same thing over and over and over. You're not, you typically don't get anything off of it. So Move, let someone else get something off of it. I bet you Grimes is going to get something off of it more often. I bet you, I know for a fact RJ does. And I bet you, you'll see more of it from Dante. So, listen, all of these guys, in order for them to get the ball, the pace does need to pick up. And the ball movement has to be quicker. And everyone has to have the confidence to do what they need to do to get their games off. 
and you can fit into the structure of the team, not be selfish, not be self-serving, but also get yourself in a rhythm with that ball movement. When that ball finds Grimes and he doesn't have a shot and doesn't have a drop, I don't want to see him just move the ball to the next person. Call for a screen and go off or ISO your man and go off. Got to do it because he's a, he's a one guy outside of Randall and, and Jalen who can score efficiently one-on-one. I think RJ might be better this year, but historically he has not been. He's the one guy that can do it, and they and have to use him for it. And that's the one thing this preseason that I hated seeing. Hated seeing it. And that scares me going into the year. But we're going to do a preview show, and we're going to go up and down the Eastern Conference. You guys, a lot of you guys are, are not giving enough credit to the talent that's out there. Just Parity doesn't mean bad. That, a lot of you guys think parity means bad. Parity means that everybody can beat everybody. And there's a lot of that in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, too. It, Western Conference is like 9, 10 deep with good teams. The, the Eastern Conference is not 9, 10 deep with good teams, but they're 9, 10 deep with teams that can beat you, that have the talent to beat you. And for a team like the Knicks, that's that's a thing. If you're Boston, if you're uh, Milwaukee, maybe not. But when you're the Knicks, when you're the middle of a pack team, and you're you're the hunted. The Knicks are always the hunted, and now the Knicks have been good. They're the hunted, and everybody knows what shots you're going to get against the Knicks too. You're going to get threes. You're going to get open looks. It's tough. It's tough. But understand this though: when you talk about the Knicks defense last year, when general managers around the league were were polled were polled on which head coaches had the best defensive schemes, Tibbs' name came up. And that's not because of what he did 10 years ago. A lot of these guys in this front in these front offices weren't in these front offices 10 years ago. Okay? Tibbs is not as bad as you think he is. He has some flaws, and some of you see him and are fair about him, and I am too. But he's not as bad as you think he is. You give him an inch, he's going to take a yard. And that's the kind of coach that you want. Now, can he figure out how to make this team that does not have the Giannis, the Dames, the Embiid's, and make them not just competitive, but good enough to get in that top six in the Eastern Conference. I do think a lot of that weight is going to fall on him. There's enough talent in this roster to beat people night in, night out. And the only reason you're going to drop the ball on it, the only reason why it doesn't happen, is because these guys can't find a rhythm offensively. And because these guys, there's one thing that they don't do on defense that they need to start doing outside of hustle. Hustle is part of any good defense strategy. They need to stop coming off shooters one pass away the way that they do. They have to be more concerned about the shooters than they are. They think that they're one step, two steps faster than they are. And they need to cut that out. Anyway, we'll be back at it. Season preview coming up. Until next time. <laughs> 